Welcome to Musical Chairs, the podcast about musicals where we are sat in chairs. Which is why we've called it Musical Chairs. And if we're ever not sat in chairs, uh, we'll definitely let you know. Each episode we're going to discuss a different musical and I'm certain we'll be sat in a chair. Although to be honest Jade, that chair that you're sitting in right now is very broken, so... So grab your tap shoes and sailor's hat. As we enter the world where true love is always requited and the Nazis are always defeated by a song. Welcome Welcome to to Musical Chairs! (laughs) This is a very special song written by a very special person. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took a midnight train Hi guys! Hey. <laughs> so here we are. We just watched another musical film. Woo! <laughs> I like we missed it at the start. Like, so what did we watch? We watched Rock of Ages. I keep wanting to call it School of Rock, and then yeah. I'm like severely disappointed it wasn't School of Rock. Well, you love School of Rock, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's about rock. It's got rock in the title. It's loosely so, it rocky. Sense. It's sort of about rock, isn't it? Kind of. Not really if it's about, about anything at all. Yeah, it's not really about anything. It's it was a very last minute one for us today, wasn't it, on this one? Yeah, we just thought, let's do something silly. Yeah. And it was silly. It was, I mean, it's it's what you'd expect it to be, and that's nothing to be sneezed at. I, I don't really know what I expected it to be, because I haven't really thought about this movie for about, I don't know, years and years and years. Like, yeah. Not since it came out, probably. When, when it came out, it was like everyone was talking about it yeah i remember empire gave it probably four stars that's what they give everything but i remember <laughs> some i remember a lot of like the magazines and stuff really liked it they were like it's a really fun sort of like throwback jukebox musical yeah i mean it is fun i would have quite liked to have seen it like i kind of if if like prince charles cinema was doing a night of it and if I lived in London, I wouldn't travel up to London to see it, but if I lived in London, I would be like, Jen, let's go. And like, because it would be funny. It would be funny. But, but you, was it that funny, though? How funny? It started it? quite strong. Yeah. I think you got bored during it. <laughs> Why do you think I got bored doing it? Because I noticed you <laughs> on your phone quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's one of well, the the problem with it is, is like, there's no like original songs in it. For one thing, so it lost my attention there. Mm. Secondly, there's no tap dancing in it, there or, is no tap dancing. or any sort of like. It's not much choreography, is it? There's not that much dancing in it. No, when it's in the strip club. Yeah, the strip, there's a lot of dancing in the strip club, but one of the main things we noticed early on was like how undercast the film is. Like, there's a couple of scenes with like massive like crowds of like at a gig, but other than that, like in each scene, there's about Four dances, yeah, right? like around Stacey Jacks. Yeah, it's very like, sparse. Yeah. Like, there's no one in the film. Like, the film has no budget by the look of it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, I feel like they spent all their budget getting all the casting. Yeah, it's a very star-studded cast. Well, Paul Giamatti, like he's known, like he, you know, he, he's got like a million pounds sort of 
deal. Like, yeah. he's not on board. For and I don't feel like Alec Baldwin would be very cheap. I don't understand Alec Baldwin. I don't understand. I didn't even know he was in the film until, like, it started. Anyway, let's let's talk, like, so, so this film is, like, a rock musical, right? Is that how we describe oh, yeah. it? Like, it's, like, a rock yeah. musical. There aren't many good rock musicals, are there? There's, like... The Rocky Horror Picture Show is a pretty good rock musical. Yeah, Hedwig and the Angry Age is an amazing rock musical. Yeah, and they they are they are the songs in that. I mean, we'll talk about this when we do this one because we will do it. It's one of my favorites, probably my favorite. But like, they are original songs, but they like are good rock songs. What in Hedwig? In Hedwig. Yeah, yeah they're like properly good, like pop rock songs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's because it's got the whole like glam rock thing going yeah. on, mm-hmm. and glam rock is quite a musical-ish genre, like yeah, David Bowie yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Tommy, that's a good, that's got good rock songs, I suppose. This, to me, felt more like We Will Rock You or something Yeah, like this was more like, let's get these pop stars to be rock stars. Like, it's like it's been written by Universal or something. Does it mean written... I think I think I think it was written by a person. Like, <laughs> it, it was like written a, by you know what are those um things that they do they put like they make a bot watch like those TV yeah, shows. I think it was written by one of those um square paper like things that you make in primary school. You know where you go one two three <laughs> four and then you go yellow W E L L O W and then you open it and it says <laughs> you're fat and smell like it was written by one of those like <laughs> completely like, randomly. Boy with eyebrows. What was in love with? Girl with hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will have a mansion and a swimming pool and then someone spits in your hand. It's like basically like that sort of thing. It's, it's like, yeah. The like, exposition was quite... Um, in change, life, like, it was quite... Uh, it's an art to write exposition. Like yeah. That. I mean, look, you know me. Like, I, I don't expect a lot from the plot of a musical. No. I really don't. In fact, I'm... I'm actively kind of against too much, too like, much yeah. loftiness in a musical, but this had so little to hold on to that, yes, I did have moments where I looked at my phone, yes, I did so <laughs> now, because I just... Okay, this is my yeah. favourite musical. <laughs> I was filling the gaps between, like, the musical bits, like, the yeah. song bits, because anything in between it is, like, completely uninteresting. Some of the songs, though, were quite funny, and they did them quite well. Yeah, like the start was really good because it just started straight on a song and like it like rolled through a couple of songs, but then it slowed down with the songs and then we had more and more chat and that's the bits that quite, were quite boring. Yeah. And also, um, oh, I was going to say something really profound then, but <laughs> you know what? There was one moment in it where you know, like right at the end when um, "Don't Stop Believing" started. Don't right? yeah. You know, there's that like really famous bit at the beginning where it's like. Just a, just a small town girl. <laughs> and it's like, she took a midnight train going anywhere. And I realised, I was like, oh wait, like at the beginning, she's on a train. No, she's it's not just on a She's on the train. Oh, for God's sake. Like, I thought they were doing something clever there. I thought I had a moment where I was like, oh wait, they've backwards written the musical to make to sense to the song. Because yeah, like, he it credit. wrote that song for her. Like that's yeah. what he says. He wrote. But she wasn't even on a fucking He could have said, like, took the midnight greyhound yeah. to Los Angeles. Took the midnight bus going to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, no, that was terrible, actually. Yeah. Like, okay, I was going to give the film, like, a, a little credit. bit of credit. It doesn't even deserve it. 
I don't understand. Like, they really took liberties with, with the characters there, like, in terms of, yeah, like, he wrote this song. It's like, I can believe it to a certain point, but he wrote a lot of, like, well-known songs according <laughs> to this movie. I wanted to yeah. ask you, Jay, like, because this movie is about rock music, yeah, <laughs> how much did you relate to it and are you a fan of rock music and if so who are the rock bands that you like <laughs> we should probably talk about okay well i like rock music quite a bit not necessarily like the rock and roll I, I like to get down with the kids to the rock and roll yeah in the box with the bombs <laughs> hey hey um no, I do like rock and roll. I like rock and roll, and I like rock. You like Cliff Richard? I yeah. What's that? What's that video of Cliff Richard when he's on the roller skates? The one I showed you. It's um, <laughs> it's Wired for Sound. It's called. I think it's all about like the music video is all about having a cassette. Yeah, it's all about having a great time, wire free. <laughs> it's like he's like yeah, like I can ride my roller skates and listen to music, music. with the with the power of batteries. Well, talking about Cliff Richard, a musical I really like that I've been begging Jen that we should do at some point. So if you agree with me, tweet us. Um, Summer Holiday. It's just, it just sounds so like... Have you seen it? No, I've not seen No, I think I have seen it a long time ago. Like, probably my nan. Yeah. I just hate the sound of it. It's the same, it's the same thing as Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. Whoever wrote that music i'm guessing cliff richard but whoever wrote it it's got a certain mawkish sort of horrible sound that just makes my skin crawl yeah yeah i don't i just don't want to see it and i don't it's quite good all right well we can watch it i mean i I did just sit through this well yeah exactly if you sit through this you can sit through that so what rock bands do you like they don't have to be 80s yeah okay because like I don't. I would say I don't really like this kind of style of rock so much. I mean, obviously, in a club, if it came on, I would start like singing along because yeah. they're classic rock songs. But like, this isn't the kind of rock I would listen to. Like, I really like Led Zeppelin, and I really like Pink Floyd, and I really like yeah. David Bowie. Pink Floyd wouldn't really translate well in, in Rock of Ages, would it? Like <laughs> nine minute <laughs> yeah. bell. yeah. <laughs> Tubular bells. <laughs> tubular bells. That famous pink voice on Tubular Bells. <laughs> you know, like, playing like the tubular bells or whatever yeah. they are. And like the wool. Oh, the wool. That's like a musical, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but they did like a whole, like that's a whole film to... Yeah, and there's like the whole, an- it's animated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of, I'm kind of ashamed that I've never seen it. I've never seen mm. But yeah, and The Who, I really like The Who. Yeah, my, I think my dad really likes The Who and Tommy, and I think that's mm. kind of what's put me off watching oh. Just because I, I don't think my dad has great taste in movies. Oh, okay. My dad said to me the other day, he said that he watched, um, I was on the phone to him, he went, oh, I've just watched that film. I was like, what film did you watch? Because I've just watched um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Horrors. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. That would be a good film. Yeah, but he gets so confused. Like, uh, well, see, I um, like when I was young, like I got quite a lot of my music taste from my dad and like my films from my dad. Like, and then obviously as you get older, you get your own. But like, yeah, my dad definitely like loads of my records are my dad's records that I've stolen. I mean, too, my dad. You know, I'm being a bit harsh. My dad totally got me into the Beatles. Mm. When I was a kid, I was more into the sort of 
stupid songs from the Beatles. Oh, like, yeah. I am the Wars was the one that I loved the most. Did you like We All Live in the Yellow Submarine? Yeah, I liked that one. Do you like uh, Octopus's Garden? Nah, I don't like that one. <laughs> I like it now. I just used to listen to it. Well, so yeah, do you like rock music? Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I used to love rock music. I used to be a bit of a grunger, actually. Ooh. But when I was a teenager, that was pretty much my go-to. That was mm. a hardcore grunger. Yeah. I had a chain. Nice, yeah. I had, like, I had a... punky fish clothes. Did you? Punky fish? I remember punky fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, had... I was as well. Yeah, we like punk, actually. Well, we like punk. <laughs> <a> couple... <laughs> we like punk. Actually. Yeah, we like at least one punk band actually <laughs> we're very good no we went to a punk gig together we went to one of those punk concerts that they've got <laughs> and they had lemonade and biscuits <laughs> no I do like punk I like the Ramones and I like and um, Stiff Little Fingers I only like punk bands that you can get the t-shirts of in H&M the yeah. no, you can't get a Stiff Little Fingers um, t-shirt in H&M I used to listen to them too yeah. I had like a compilation CD with that on it. And Sex Pistols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Sex Pistols as well. Only real underground shit. Yeah, like exactly. The, <laughs> the ones that no one knows about. But I did listen to the um the other songs, you know, like um Friggin' in the Riggin is a good song. Mm. But, uh, and uh but yeah, I was never really massively into punk when I was growing up. I was quite I got a bit um I was a bit of a snob when I was younger, of, like, people that I knew, they were quite into, like, newer punk and, like, American punk. And I know the Ramones are American, but, like, they like sort of late 90s, early noughties punk. And I was like, no, that's not proper punk. Yeah, that was not like enough a... safety pin. No, so... exactly. Not enough tartar. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the first bands that I probably got into was that. Um... Some forty one. Yeah, same. Some forty one and placebo were the bands that got me into like rock music and guitar music. Placebo were the band that probably got me into sort of like more alternative sort mm. of androgynous like weird stuff. Was it their album? You know they did in with Sleeping with Ghosts, they did the covers album. Yeah. Because that album because I was really into Some Forty One and Placebo and then that album had like um T-Rex on it, well they had done covers of like Kate Bush, T-Rex, The Smiths the P- and then Pixies as well and then that got me really into those because I was like oh I want to hear the originals mm. and then I got into all that music and then I like forgot about the other bands. No I didn't listen to, I didn't hear any of that stuff till quite late, I was into, I got into them through like music TV, like MTV and stuff so when, when they had like Nancy Boy and mm. um, every all that kind of stuff yeah I got really into that mm. but I was a proper grunge I was like proper hardcore grunge like I had like, I remember I was so much of a grunge when I was at school I was like just convinced that like the world was against me and I was like <laughs> I thought like wearing black was like my birthright and like this is who I am you know in fact I asked my dad to paint my bedroom black my bedroom was completely black oh you right? did it no you did it because my dad like oh loves like DIY and all that kind of stuff. He was like, yeah, I think he was just trying to like relate oh, to me or something like bond with me. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, okay, we'll paint the bedroom black. But my dad always goes like, Did you into, no, no, I loved it. And do you know what the funny thing is? The reason why I wanted my bedroom black wasn't even anything to do with that because I'm not even like, I wasn't a goth or anything. You weren't like into Wicca and. Not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I was just so not into that. But 
it was because I had trouble sleeping and I was really like OCD about any light coming through. Uh, so then my dad went one step further when he realised this and he offered to tint my windows for me. And he had this like big roll of like tint. So he, I don't Imagine know what he thought he was. past your window. Exactly. All the kids would have been so scared. Exactly. Like who is that freak who lives there? But then the funny thing is my dad went even more too far and he did this thing that it's so embarrassing but like on my bedroom door he like screwed in these studs to it to make it look like a castle door oh my god no but i was i remember thinking like oh i can't really say that i don't like this but that is so sweet but he turned it into a legit dungeon (laughs) (laughs) where he's like brooding teenage grunger that's so sweet though it is sweet it's really sweet but like a lot of things that came from total misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, I was like reclusive and moody and I did have like a choker on. And yeah, he probably saw the yeah. choker and just thought. He just thought, I've just got to, I've got to relate to this somehow. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm going to turn <laughs> the bedroom into a... Into like an S&M dungeon. <laughs> I was like, is it wrong to say no, that? No, no, no. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Tell myself that I can't hold out forever. No fucking with me, are you, Dennis? I said there is no reason for my fear. This is a dream come true. Cause I feel so secure we're together. You give my life direction. You make everything so clear. But I like, but it is true that we are talking about rock, though. I mean, it's important. It's important to talk about rock. We are yes. rock fans. We're rock we are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm a rock aficionado. Yeah, for sure. So one of the th- <laughs> one of the things I want to talk about about this film, one of the things that we should probably just get out of the way now, is um, Russell Brand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first yeah, off, his wig was ridiculous. He it was like Susie Sue's hairstyle. I would never assume that Russell Brand is wearing a wig. Like I never assumed that. I always assume it's his real hair. But it definitely was a wig. It was like really plastic. And later on, and when they were having the flashbacks, he had long hair. Can I just say that, you know, I don't hold a very high standard for Russell Brown when it comes to acting. But he, and you what? know, no effect. Yeah, but he. Oh was, my god, you don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't hold the highest standard. But he was abysmal in this movie. Yeah. His like, brummy accent. Oh my god. Well, first why, of why, why did they decide? Why didn't they just let him have his own accent? It's Russell Brand who is British doing a terrible British accent. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I just don't get why he just doesn't talk in his own accent. Because he is being himself in every way except for being a Brummie. One of the only redeemable things about Russell Brand, and this is cruel, but one of the things that I hear people say a lot, people don't usually say like, oh, Russell Brand is really funny. Some people do. I really let you say, oh, Russell Brand is a really great actor, blah, blah, blah. They say, oh, Russell Brand, like, he knows a lot of words, doesn't he? He's very, like, eloquent. He, like, you know, he's got, he's like a dictionary. Like. Mm. But in this movie... He just has none of that. No. He's just completely like... But mate, I suppose that side isn't really down to him. That's more down to the writers. But I'm pretty sure he improvised a lot of lines. Well, the whole stuff. thing about that horrible line about sewing up Debbie Harry's vagina. That was so weird. So he has a line about sewing up Debbie Harry's vagina. And he also has a line about dust coming out of people's old vaginas. And there's a lot of vagina stuff. Derogatory vagina stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a hard, that's a hard sentence. Yeah, 
And a lot of it just sounded like it was coming out of his brain. Right, yeah, yeah. And also, you could tell that a lot of his lines were delivered with just too much fun. You know when they say that if anyone's having too much fun on a set, like, it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, like a comedy where a comedy film where people are having too much fun on set generally isn't a very funny comedy film to watch. Yeah, and it's really weird to see that, because obviously now Russell Brand has got this whole new image of himself, mm. that's kind of a little bit more... He's, he's, his mind is expanding and he's open. He's woke, he's, he's totally woke. woke. He he's, is woke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now that he's had a baby girl and has found the woman he loves, he now respects women. Yes. And he's, he's rather than you know having female friends or a mother to you know exactly. or just respecting people because they're people. Got to exactly. have that one woman he loves. Yes, exactly. You got, you got to. It, it takes having a daughter to understand that, that. women are people. Yeah, <laughs> not just sex toys. <laughs> but it's weird. But but that kind of image that he has now, where you know, to be fair to him, like he is, he seems like he has changed a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have. To, I used to like him a lot when I was younger. See his book over there. Yeah, exactly. Recovery. I haven't read it, but it's over there. <laughs> but you've got it in the shelf. That's the important thing. I've got War and Peace on my shelf, but I've never read it. I've only got Volume Two though. For some reason. Um, you got peace. Yeah, I've got peace. Yeah, just read the peace. That's all. I, I just want to read the peace. I don't deal with that war nonsense. Um, but yeah, it's it's sometimes easy to forget how kind of terrible Russell Brand was mm. in the past. Specifically of his acting, where I was like, he hasn't really been in any good films. Has he? Have you ever seen? I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen a trailer though. Have you ever seen a film Hop? He plays an animated bunny. I've seen the trailer for Hop. I couldn't remember. I I, I didn't realize until now that he played the bunny. Yeah, he's he does the, the voice, voice of the it. bunny. Yeah. He's one of those. And it's Russell Brands as an animated bunny. <laughs> from what I could tell, I can almost. Imagine it, but what is it about really annoying people playing bunny rabbits? Like, like James Corden. Yeah, like James Corden, <laughs> exactly. Really annoying British people playing yeah. bunnies. Playing really hyperactive bunny bunnies, rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just typecast, maybe that's maybe Exactly. That's what we're Alec Baldwin's in this film as well. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I don't understand it. Kim and Russell Brand have a love, love interest. They're like the B story love interest because there's the two main people who, on the main guy, I didn't realise until like, so the film's like, what, an hour and a half long? No, it's two hours. Two hours long. And I think it took me till about an hour and a half till I realised his name was Drew. Like, he was just that generic guy. He is like the most generic guy. He's just so plain. Like, I used to think that people like, what's that guy's name from? The guy who's from uh, High School Musical. Oh, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. I think he was playing the king. I don't think he's playing. No, but I don't anymore. No. By comparison, like, I realised that that's not playing. Like, no. But they've both got that sort of, like, cleft chin thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy is so plain that I don't even know who he is. No. As, as a person of character. No, no, there's, no nothing yeah. there. there's nothing about him. You had a really good line where you said that he was like a piece of blue tent. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even mean that just to be like deep as to say like oh he's very malleable I just meant like he just looks like a blob like like a little like blue blob or something like, I, don't, I don't even know what I mean by that it's just indistinguishable yeah yeah definitely I wrote a note down I just wrote Guitar Hero the film because I think that's what it, it is it is a bit yeah, yeah. I, think, I feel yeah. like this I bet if we looked it up I bet this film came out quite near Guitar Hero 
That would have been a better film. What, Guitar Hero the film? Yeah, if it was a bit like the Lego movie, like on the side Guitar Hero. Do you know what? I I don't like the Lego movie. Do you not? I'm going to say it. I'm going to I'm going to go down on record and say controversially I don't like the Lego movie. Why not? How come? Everyone likes the fucking Lego movie. Yeah, you can't not like it because of that. That's not why I don't like it. It might be one reason. I'm I'm a bit of a contrarian, but also just don't think it's very funny. I just think it's like that kind of... You can cut this bit out as well, (laughs) but I just think it's one of those sort of... Well, because you don't want to be known as a person that doesn't like the Lego movie. Yeah. In fact, I don't even... But you're not um, allowed, you don't, I mean, I was going to say, you're allowed to not like it if I went, you're not allowed. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to not like it. Well, I'm sick of living in a society where we're not allowed to say that we don't like the Lego movie. Yeah. And where we're not allowed to say that we don't like Lego. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go on record. I think a lot, I do like Lego, but I think a lot of people pretend to like Lego mm. and they don't like Lego. I don't really see, I don't have any, I don't really have any feelings about Lego. I don't find it that interesting, Lego. Lego has become a joke now, I think. Lego has completely lost its um, way, its vision from mm. what it used to be. When I was growing up, my nan had a big, like, cake tin. Full of Lego. Full of Lego. Like, I'm talking about blocks. off-colour, brand name Lego, but old, like, sun-stained yeah. Lego. You, you were not able to build a house in one colour. You had to, you know, deal with what you got. And that, that's what Yeah, and you just made... make a block of, uh, that's a house, and you make yeah. a car. I was in the Lego shop recently, and they've got Lego now that you can buy, and it's this model of Lego. It's called, like, the Architect range. Have you seen it? No. It's all the bricks are all white. They're just white bricks. That's boring. And you put firebox fit and you can make like a proper like house. Yeah. A real house. Oh my god. Not a house. We can we can solve the housing crisis. (laughs) Not a house, but like an art deco, architecturally modern structure. That's. Who's that for? Yeah. Nerd kids. Yeah. Exactly. No, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, isn't that the fun? Is that you make a car that doesn't look instead of making like you know how they have the things where you can make a ship and you can make all of that, but then isn't the fun? Shouldn't the fun of it be like you make a car where you like you say it's off color and it is like a square block with a rectangle at the front and the back yeah. and like some little wheels shoved on? I don't isn't think they should even have wheels. I think I think the wheels should be bricks as well. <laughs> Like the Flintstones. Yeah, I'm a Lego purist. Um, I feel like those kind of Legos are for people that do, um, you know, like they do model airplanes and stuff like that. It's like the modern version of that. I've got nothing against model airplanes and stuff. I'm just Lego. When I was, like, I don't have anything against Lego. I just, I just, I don't trust people. I don't believe that people actually like Lego. Mm. I think they're pretending to like Lego. I don't think they actually do. What would you say if I said to you, oh, Jen, let's go up to London next week? And you're like, oh, yeah, let's go up for a day trip. And then when we got up there, I was like, wait, we've come up here because, first of all, we're going to go to the Lego store and then afterwards we're going to go to the M&M store. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to reevaluate our friendship because the thing is, I don't mind the idea of going to the Lego store. The Lego store's fine. Is there like a big Lego store in London? I don't know. I imagine there oh, is. Okay. I would have thought so. I've I been think in, there is. I've been in the M&M store. I've been in there a couple of it's times. It's so bright. It's probably the most sort of soul-destroying. The smell is disgusting. It's absolutely gross. 
but it's one of the most soul destroying places I've ever been. Mm. I don't understand. I don't. I just don't understand what it is. Yeah. Because there's like six, not maybe not six, but five floors or something yeah. of just M and M stuff, M and M t shirts, M and M posh toys, M and M and M's. They have. As yeah. Well. And they have it so that you could get like talk about segregation. You could get all white M and M's, <laughs> or you could get all brown M and M's, or all pink M. And you don't yeah. have to mix your M&Ms with each other. And also, if you could go, so you could go to Tesco's and you can buy a big bag of M&Ms for about a pound. Mm. And you get like 200 grams of M&Ms. Or, yeah. or you go into the M&M store and you can get 50 grams of M&Ms mm. in a little plastic pot. And it's like seven pounds. Yeah, definitely. The world's gone crazy, The Jay. world has gone know, crazy. I don't know what's happening. I'm a cowboy. When I was watching it, I was thinking, I'm always in this constant sort of, a bit like how I was with Chicago, where I can never really figure out if it is good or it isn't good. With Tom Cruise, I can never figure out if he is good or if he's shit, because mm. I never see that sort of, those peaks and valleys in one film. It's either in one film he's amazing, mm. or in another film he's terrible. Like in Eyes Wide Shut, he's amazing. Mm. Have you seen Eyes Wide I Shut? haven't, no. He's great in that too. But then, in something else, like he's abysmal. Yeah. So, what is it? What there must be? There must be something going on. I'm obsessed with trying to catch him out of being really short. Like I really wanted to see a didn't shot of him being short. Didn't feel short. No. But he didn't feel short. I was short trying to see if he was in like cowboy boots or something with a big heel. I'm just like obsessed with trying to see him being short. Is he actually short? I don't think he's as short as people think, yeah. or as they say. I, or maybe. I don't know. Because people make out he's so short. Maybe he willed himself not to be short. I, if anyone yeah. could do it, I'd believe it's Tom Cruise. He can make himself grow. Him and Noel Edmonds with the belief. Oh. You know, that thing where they believe. Yeah. You've got that secret. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've tried to do a vision board before. You need to say yeah. what you want and then throw it into the ether. Yeah. You have to speak it to the universe and the universe delivers it. Yeah. yeah. I want... No, it's not I want, it's yeah. I will have. I will have a muscly back like Tom Cruise. <laughs> You've said it now, that's it. Oh, you no. need to be careful. You oh, wish God. <laughs> it's going to be like a te- an episode of Tales from the Unexpected. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to get what you wanted, but at what cost? <laughs> what were your overall thoughts on this film? Well, one of the only things that, one of the only other things that I wrote down was just that, like, this film massively underused Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. And he was terrible in it as well, sort of. Mm. Like not I mean, they're all terrible in it, aren't they, really? Yeah, because the script is so bad. But it's weird to see a film with Brian Cranston when he doesn't actually do anything. Well, I was wondering if it was because... I don't know exactly when this came out, but it would have been sort of late 2000s. But I was thinking that maybe it was a bit before Breaking Bad, or at least when Breaking Bad was only just sort of starting... Because, yeah. like, if you think about it, since Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston's been recognised as a really good actor. And he was really good in um, Malcolm in the Middle, but I don't think he was really... He'd have, even though people knew who he was, he definitely hadn't made it. Like, maybe made it. 
Yeah, but he was in like good films then. Mm. He was in um, Drive. Yeah, but wasn't that like uh, around? That was when Breaking Bad was like on and doing, and like well known. Yeah, but it's just weird to cast him at all because everyone else is so like unknown, and then he's quite well. Like, yeah. What everyone else is unknown. There's Captain Zeta Jones. Yeah, but I didn't Alec know. Her. I, did, I, I didn't recognize Tom Cruise. It's like the star-studded. I, it's nah, like, that's, I that's, like that's B-list. I feel like they use all their budget on getting all these A-list celebrities. Well, they definitely use the budget somewhere. on the on the script. Or the dancers, or or the main the two characters. Well, see, that's that's why I was kind of referring to the fact that they are like completely unknown. Mm. Those two characters. I don't think she's completely unknown in America. Maybe at the time, but I think she's quite well known in America. Well, I don't know her. Also, <laughs> she must know. Well, her. I've never seen her, so I'm not interested. <laughs> my my general thoughts on the film are that it killed two hours. Uh, none of the songs, even though they're like, it's funny because even though the songs are pop rock songs, they're still not memorable. I want it dead or alive. I hate that song. I'm a cowboy. On a steel horse I ride. One of the things I didn't get about it that I kind of mentioned before was that it's a film that's supposed to be like this big celebration of rock music, mm. but there's no one in it. There's there's no like cameos. Yeah, it would have been really before. good to have some rock cameos on there. Like they, like you said, they definitely could have got Ozzy Osbourne. He'll do anything. He'd anything. sell his kids to be in a film. Exactly. They didn't have any like. They could have had Iggy Pop. He's like on a. Fucking car, like he's on those. They are good car adverts, though. They are good insurance adverts. Yeah, they could have got. I feel like they could have got like um, Stevie Nicks because she's in American Horror Story, so she's is she? in it. Yeah, but this is like way before. So. I feel like they. Yeah, they could have maybe got a few cameos at the end. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they were just. They could have got Jack Black to be in there. He would have been in there. Yeah, he would have been good. He should be the main character. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been it would have massive. I think I he should have been dating uh, Russell Brand. He should he should have been Tom, Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a film that Jack Black probably would improve. He, I have this weird love of the Goosebumps movie. What? Where he plays R.L. Stein. He's good in it. He is. It's one of the better sort of kids horror. Yeah, I enjoyed films. it. It was nostalgic. I had to go see it for work my mm. job, and usually I have to, I have, would have to go see really terrible movies. Mm. And although it wasn't great, it was uh, it was definitely terrible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I want to see the second one because I don't think it's in it. No, there's a kid like channeling. Yeah, story. yeah, in the um, poster he looks well like a young Jack Black. But there's that new film, uh, The House with the Clock in Its Walls or something. Oh yeah. Jack Black's in that. He's in it, yeah. Well, well, I think my, I think I thought this film started off quite well because we did say like, oh, it was like really, it was really silly and like it was really fun. Yeah. And it did start off quite well, but then I think it just went on a bit. I well, like you said, we just couldn't relate to, or not even relate. We couldn't like connect. We didn't care about any of the characters. So as it went on, it was like. I honestly don't care if they get back together. And actually, I actively... I know you said you didn't care if they got back together or not, but I actively didn't want them to get back together. Yeah. 
And the thing that pissed me off as well is like she moved to LA. I mean, I think I'm getting more into the plot than you do. But she moved to LA to become a singer. And then, but yeah, she moved to LA to be a singer. And then the whole time she spent like trying to promote her to her boyfriend as being a singer. And it was like, if you really wanted to be a singer, like you know, we like say if someone was like, oh, we need someone to open for this comedian we need someone to open for Jerry Seinfeld like you would say I'll do it or yeah. I would say I'll do it we're not going to be like oh yeah please let my boyfriend do it like would we wouldn't be yeah if I was in know. a relationship with someone and they were just like oh I've never actually done it before I'm really shy like I never tried comedy like blah 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 and someone's saying oh do you want to open for Jerry Seinfeld we'd be like oh yeah let him do it yeah fuck I'd be like, that fuck you I've, I've been going like two years I'll do it like, yeah I'm better exactly than them. Um, and it would just piss me off because it's like it's supposed to be about her moving to like follow her dreams and then it was just about yeah she doesn't follow any dreams she she doesn't that's weird isn't it like it it starts off with that in mind and then she doesn't Mm. doesn't do anything she just promotes him to she just gets him signed thanks to her she gets him signed yeah so that's why so that's why I didn't really care about their relationship because I think they're both as bad as each other and they they deserve each other Mm. they're both Idiots, we yeah. deserve each other basically. The both wet listers, yeah. So, fuck them. <laughs> this right. film has exhausted me. Okay, so we're not sure what we'll do next week, but we'll announce it on our social media because <laughs> we haven't decided where well, we've got the social media now, so we can probably sort of like plug it. Yeah, so we've got SoundCloud because mm-hmm. we're rappers, we're, yeah, exactly. SoundCloud rappers. So on SoundCloud with your little Uzi Jade, little Uzi Jade. Yeah, that's your SoundCloud rapper name. Yeah, and Lil Lil L I L Uzi Jade. Exactly, and your Jen the Pen. Oh, okay, Jen the Pen. Okay, right. I write. And the because raps. you write the raps, yeah. Um, no, so our SoundCloud. What's our SoundCloud? I don't rap the raps. I just write them. <laughs> uh, our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com forward slash musical chairs you can also no, or is it or is it chairs pod yeah it's chairs pod so soundcloud <laughs> is soundcloud.com forward slash chairs pod chairs pod our twitter is chairs pod our instagram is chairs pod yeah it's uh, chairs pod we're on facebook you can find us just musical chairs um and we're also on itunes now yeah, so musical, musical chairs. chairs on itunes and you'll find us so don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe, guys. Exactly. And if you do have any musicals you want us to watch, please tweet us about it. We won't listen to what you say because <laughs> we're just going to do what we want. But you might remind us of something. They'll probably just be like, oh, do... Cats. Do cats. That'd be good. Yeah. Do Joseph. Do Joseph. Love that. Do... Oh, do La La Land. La La. That's the only one I've seen. Do that one. Do Greatest Showman, please. Oh, have you seen Greatest Showman? It's such a classic. It's got like four songs in it. Do that one. It's got Zac Efron. That's what you sound like. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows about musicals except for us. Yeah, we know about all of it. Yeah, we know it so much. We turn our noses up at those ones. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We do genuinely love you. No, I like the fact that we're, like, getting super horrible to, like, 
these people that we've had no interaction with. No, exactly. That we don't know. Yeah, sure. why haven't you been interacting with us? Does anyone even listen to this? I feel like everybody is just sort of procrastinating into nothingness, aren't they? Yeah. Have you? So um, I'll just say this and then we can go. But basically, I was watching on Netflix, there's like um, some comedy specials, like 15 minute ones. And Phil Wang, who was really funny, had a 15 minute special on there. And he has this brilliant joke where he goes like, oh, I'm starting to get older. I'm getting to that age where all of my friends have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I was like, yeah, so true. He was like, they've been trying to persuade me to get one of my own. Yeah. It's so, so true. It's like everybody's just going on everybody else's podcasts. And like the whole industry is just kept alive by podcasters going on podcasters. podcasters. Exactly. So, why podcasters? Why not get us on? Yeah, that would be nice. We could be invited onto another, like, um, niche, movie-based podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the funny thing as well. Like, a lot of podcasts are just about sort of, like, talking about other people's creations. Yeah. But you know what? Like, me and Jane, we're artists. Exactly. This isn't all we do. Yeah, we create. Yeah, we create. I created... A very lovely meal tonight. Yeah, and I create joy. Exactly. In my friends and family. Yeah. Boom. Right. Thank you for listening. We do genuinely love you. Who are you saying that you love? <laughs> Who is this? Who do you love? <laughs> the ether. I love the ether. All right. Bye. <laughs> See you later.